The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORJ Ochoa. He is your 75, two times Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and wearing a nice edition of camo, it looks like. The one and only Tony Casillas, TC. What up? I'm doing good. And, uh, you know, we're doing this, uh, you know, our, our podcast via Zoom. And uh, I guess we broadcast on YouTube. And I got this lighting because I need to look softer. You know, I was behind the curtain, you know, the older you get. And, and I feel like I'm just glowing, not not because of what, you know, me personally, but it's just uh, I'm lit up. But anyway, to your point, yeah, it's, everything's going good, man. Um, great to be here with you on Tuesday. Uh, so, yeah, everything is good, my man. You're looking good. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of gloomy and chilly outside. Um, not quite the freeze from a couple of weeks ago. Thankfully, like this is, I mean, I don't know what the temp is um, in your neck of the woods, but it's it's a cool kind of 52 degrees right now. This I like. This I can tolerate. You know what I mean? Like th- this is, you know, this is enough to crack open a couple of hoodies um, and and kind of just experience the cold in, in that limited capacity. Anything beyond that is way too much. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing also, we got to be sensitive to people that went through the winter Armageddon right. a couple of weeks ago. And, um, but yeah, to that point, uh, it went from zero to 80, just like that. And it was just ridiculous how the, you know, we thawed out, but yeah, I don't know about you, but uh, it's just amazing what the weather can do. And to the point about the, the camo, and I've mentioned this on our broadcast and, and I'll give them plugs. They do it to me. It's called four par. And it's a, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a golf apparel. You can order it a monthly and you get a little care package every month. It just so happened I got this in my box. It was a couple of weeks delayed because, as I mentioned, no one right. was delivering anything during that during that ice storm and that Armageddon storm. So it's nice to open up something. And I actually like this. So, uh, you know, that's a, I think guys, uh, they need that every once in a while. They need that little care package to open up and open up something. And like, man, this is pretty cool. So, yeah, nice totally. Surprise. You can wear it. I saw um... – I saw you were practicing this. Uh, you can wear it during your next yoga class. Um, <laughs> no, brother. That was, <laughs> all right. So I, I did post that that Zen master. My wife and I went to to, to Arkansas. It was last. Uh, God, it seems so long ago. Last fall. It was changing the colors. My daughter goes to the University of Arkansas. So you did notice the brace on my knee. I don't know if you, right. you noticed that in the picture, but uh, that's my only version of yoga to actually get my knees to bend up like that. I struck a pose. But no, nice. no, no downward dog, nothing like that. That's uh, unfortunately the old man cannot 
make those moves. My wife on the way, uh, by the way, can, cause that's all she does is Pilates, but uh, right. I, I will never, ever, ever, even my second life be someone that's flexible. When I was um, courting my wife, um, she invited me to a yoga class on, on a Saturday morning at 7 a.m. And I really, really liked her. And so I went. Um, <laughs> you do just about anything in that yeah. first phase, right? Um, I went and it was, it was, it was okay. But man, it is like, I mean, it is not easy. You know, like it, it is not this chill form of exercise. I mean, it, it will knock you on your ass. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a hard sort of thing. And I can't even imagine. Uh, what's the like elevated like Bikram yoga? Is that what it's called? Yeah, um, yeah, the, the heated. Yeah, the, and yeah, I, the, I, I believe Bruce Carter, the Cowboys linebacker, used to do that, and so that was like a big deal. I just was gonna ask when you were playing, did any, was anybody into yoga at the time, or nobody, nobody was looking it, into athletic, you know, kind of molding like that. It wasn't vogue then. It was <laughs> something that it was more for, I would say, females. Uh, we, you know, guys didn't do that. The stretching was on emphasis. I wish it would have been, but right. I think most of the guys that realized that as, as we moved on to the younger generation, how valuable it is. And so, it, it, and I'm not, uh, I'm just going to kind of tread the waters carefully, but I remember going to a yoga class and everybody's talking about, man, you know, the, the women in there are just really hot, and, you know, and I'm like, okay. And not that I was going at her because of that. Um, Initially, uh, but <laughs> so I go in there and I'm thinking, all right, and I'm looking around and about the first 10 minutes, I, I didn't even think about what was peripheral that was around me. I was just trying to not look ridiculous and, right. and survive it. And the Brinkman's workout, oh my gosh, RJ. It is, I mean, I was just struggling to not dehydrate, but it's, uh, and it's just difficult. So I will always get people, the, the, the thing about the yoga is that I like to see the dudes and look, I'm, you know, who I am, I'm, I'm kind of unfiltered. I like to see the dudes with the, uh, with the, the, the little yoga mat that walk in with the shorts and you right. know, the, kind of the, uh, the tights and everything. I have a tendency propensity to, to give them a hard time and call them the yoga guy, but I, I will not, I will not uh, ever make fun of no one because it is very difficult to stretch. Really no, is. for sure. And like every move there, like, at, oh, and, and they'll, they'll be like, okay, now we're going to hold this for a minute. <laughs> and you're thinking like, holy crap, like I can barely do this for 10 seconds. But uh, and you're doing the downward dog and you're thinking, man, I just really, really like this woman because I'm doing something I'm not used to doing. So that's a, that's a, a you know, a, a shout out to her and, and you know how much you liked her. But yeah, there's some things you'll do for, for love it worked out uh needless to say um well so plyometrics or whatever they're called or as you mentioned in vogue now um Dak prescott obviously um does the hip movements and adjustments um that really took off uh you know what now almost two years ago and here we are tony a week ago we sat here and talked about the franchise tag window opening um, at the moment of our recording, to be fair, there is no franchise tag on Dak Prescott. They won't place it on him until they absolutely have to at the 11th hour. So they still have some time in that capacity. But since we last spoke, um, things, I don't want to say things changed, but well, I don't know. Maybe you think they did change. Uh, since we last spoke, Russell Wilson, it was actually right after we spoke almost. Mm -hmm. um, there's been, there was the incredible report in The Athletic about the discourse between him and the Seahawks, um, about how he seemingly wants his way out of there. And later on in the day, it was reported that while he has not asked for a trade, um, and he does have a no trade clause in his contract, that the only teams he would play for and therefore waive that clause for 
would be the Las Vegas Raiders, the Chicago Bears, the New Orleans Saints, and of course, the Dallas Cowboys. So my first question to you is, do you think this is Russell including the Cowboys because they're the Cowboys to kind of, just just to kind of drive this story to get him out of Seattle. You know, it's kind of like you mentioned the Cowboys and everybody's ears perk up a little bit more. Well, or do you think he's really interested? It keeps everybody thinking the speculation of it, of Russell Wilson and, and just the, all the different scenarios. And, and and I think if you're in Seattle, obviously there's a point. In, and I think there's all this reference this week about quarterbacks and want to be empowered. And, and to a certain extent, they kind of want to be like the NBA, but it's totally different with their players like LeBron, the guys that can move the needle. And I, I started thinking about RJ. When you look at uh, Russell Wilson and what he can he bring, and at first I like uh, just preposterous to think about that. The Cowboys aren't going to do anything. But then you look at the scenarios of what you know, he can do for, for all those teams. And if I'm another team, I, I do not want to see him. Even the, even it's all speculation and, you know, just a pipe dream. It goes to New Orleans. I mean, he goes to New Orleans. Uh, that is a difficult team to deal with, considering who they just moved from, the Drew Brees. And then the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you could even think of the scenario of trading for Russell Wilson, I mean, you, you start you know talking about the comparing the two quarterbacks and Dak Prescott and so forth, but. You know, right now, the way I stand on this old Dak Prescott, and, and I, I heard some people talking about it this morning, I read it on the internet, is that the Cowboys had a chance a couple of years to get a cheap deal when we're talking about what the money he wants now. I mean, we're talking about 17 to maybe 20 million, maybe two years ago, whenever they could have extended his contract, but they didn't want to because it was too early, right? And they wanted to sign other players that signed Demarcus Lawrence. Basically, they could have got him for Demarcus Lawrence money as far as guarantee for average uh, average per season, 17 to 20 million, something like that. Now here we are at 37 million, as you mentioned, they're going to move to the franchise tag. And now he wants Patrick Mahomes money. So people are like, oh, well, he doesn't deserve that. But that's where we're at. The Cowboys had a chance to sign Dak Prescott at a reasonable rate that both sides could live with. But here they are, waited another two years. And now they're up to – they're going to, he's looking for a contract that's absent 37 to maybe 40 million a year. And people are thinking that's ridiculous. He hasn't done anything like a Patrick Mahomes, but that's the price of paying poker now, unfortunately. Right. And I think that Dak Prescott, he's getting more of the flack because he wants that type of money. And people got to remember, as I mentioned two years ago, they could have got him in a bargain deal considering what the, the salary cap is now and what the franchise tag number is. It's, I mean, I don't know. I, I think we all grow tired of saying the same things over and over again. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know how to explain this, you know, reality more. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's like when, I mean, again, we've done these analogies, but when, when you buy a car, you know, it, what, what, like, what do they say? What is the exact expression? Like your car loses value the moment you drive yeah, it off the lot or whatever. Yeah, I think, think yeah. that's the word depreciates. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, yeah, you're going to have to pay a lot of money right mm -hmm. now. That's there's no, but nobody has ever denied this. Mm -hmm. And it's going to look like a lot right now. But the more that time goes on, the more friendly it will look. I mean, if, if they at one point in time, um, Yahoo's Charles Robinson reported that Russell Wilson's contract was the, the standard that Dak was mm -hmm. chasing. If they had paid him that. I mean, it would look cheap right now. It would look yeah. moderate. I mean, Tony, it was just three years ago, three years ago that Matt Ryan 
broke the bank and became the first quarterback to get at least $30 million a year from your beloved Atlanta Falcons. And people are like, are you serious? A quarterback's making $30 million, averaging yeah, $30 million a and, year? And, and he, he was the first to hit mm -hmm. that mark. And, yeah. and it was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're paying a quarterback this much money, et cetera. Um, by, by the way, I, um, I've, been, I've been reading an older book. And Drew Bledsoe in, I think, 2001 got a, a contract that's total, like, you know, value was like $106 million. Yeah, I remember that. And and it's, you know, like we're talking about the guaranteed money in Dak's mm -hmm. contract's going to be over that. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's just crazy how much the world has changed. But anyway, um, so, yeah, I mean, and I, I've said this a thousand times, but I, I keep saying it because I'm terrified about it. Is, is Russell better than Dak? Totally. I'm and nobody I don't think anybody can rationally disagree with this but how I mean however much better he is say Russell is a 10 out of 10 Dak is like an 8 out of 10 the, the mm -hmm. difference isn't you know Matt you know super gigantic and so the cost it would be to upgrade and granted Russell has a contract that now looks nice again you could have had this with Dak I'm I'm terrified that the Cowboys want I talked to you about this last week. I think they want to win. I think they want the world to say that they won, that they did it the right way, that they beat Dak and and going out and getting Russ in one way is doing that, but it would cost them a lot of draft capital and I don't, I think that would be a really irresponsible way to go about this, but I I, I mean the more that time goes on it 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 really is amazing how little leverage the Cowboys have. They have none. I mean, they have absolutely none. And some people say or, or have said over the last week, well, Russell wants to play for them. So that's a bit of leverage. I don't think that's leverage at all. Like, in fact, I think that that works against the Cowboys in that, like I t I've told you what Emmett said when we had him on, how this is going to bleed into the team. If I was, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know that any Cowboys player feels this way, but if I was on the Cowboys, I'd be kind of pissed off that Russell is out here saying this because I'd be thinking, do we have a quarterback? Like, no disrespect, Russ, but, you know, keep things in your own house. You know what I mean? Like, quit looking over here because we're good. I, would you be bothered if, if you were on the Cowboys right now? Well, if I was a guy that, that was uh, one of the, the franchise players on that team, um, whether it be, I guess – Demarcus Lawrence, whether it be Zeke Elliott, uh, whether yeah, it be so, Zach somebody, Martin, somebody someone that has a voice, pro shop, someone right. that has someone that has a voice that you'll listen to. I would be a little bit more uh, vocal about it because of the importance of signing him, and you know, and, and look at you know the other the other aspect of it. You play this company line, and you you don't want to say too much, but you want to say enough to give him respect. But right. if you're really going to go down the road of being have, being successful in the next two or three years, because I really think this is, you know, they're on a meter as far as what they can do. And if they don't sign Dak, I mean, it's, I mean, it sets his franchise back even more. And, and I think you lose respect for the decision making they've made if this is, a, if, if indeed that happens. But I mean, for me, you have to, there's got to be a point like to sign the guy. And to right. the point about Patrick Mahomes, the NBA, I mean, all the time they pay players. And I know it's a bit different different comparison, but right. your lead dog is a guy that's going to get paid. But we're looking at max contracts in the NBA, guys, you know, averaging 20 points per game, and they're getting $200, $300 million a year. Maybe that's, you know, I'm exaggerating. But the point is that they're getting paid. So, you know, I think that, as you mentioned, the point of eight between, you know, the difference between it being eight and a 10 I mean, it's not that much money when you look at the big scheme of things. It's really not. And people get bogged down with that. 
And whether that's coming from the Dallas Cowboys side or Dax camp, I mean, it all is relevant. And I think the thing, the surrender to power is really a struggle, I think, for Jerry. Yeah. Surrender to power right now because of the money is just so huge. And you're surrendering power and your vulnerability. And I don't know, maybe I'm just looking at it, just, uh, you know, it's a little unreality of it. Um, But to me, that's what it seems like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No, and it's like people, people, and you deal with this more than anybody. Like, I'm sure everybody in your life has a take on the Cowboys, right? Like, everybody's blowing you up. Everybody's texting you, whatever. Like, oh, yeah, Jerry wants this, whatever. Just, again, like, every just person. Just go on Twitter and tweet something yeah. about it. And you're like, people just. So all of a sudden, like they come out of the woodwork, like, right. It's it's crazy. The response. But so people love to say, oh, Jerry will do anything to win another championship. This is, this is the exact opposite direction of that. You know what I mean? Like this is really hurting the cause, so to speak. And I made a similar analogy a few weeks ago. Um, this, this movie came out when I was a kid um, and, and you were, you know, kind of in your heyday with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Right. Okay. Awesome Christmas movie. Actually, the other day, um, I tweeted about this too. My parents, they've been going through a bunch of like stuff in the attic and they gave me all my <laughs> old crap. And so now we have a bunch of stuff in my garage. I saw that. Uh, it was a Pokemon card? Or what yeah, was it? yeah. That's it's funny. You meant like, uh, I, I, I didn't, I mean, like I obviously liked Pokemon when I was a kid, but <laughs> I, I really, like, people like it now and that's cool, but I just, I'm not, you know, it's not my thing anymore. Yeah. Um, and so apparently they're really worth something. So I'm, yeah. I, it's my new side project, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so there were a bunch of other toys, like just like, you know, action figures and stuff. And I had a turbo man doll, uh, from jingle all the way. My parents got me one, one Christmas and it's, it looked like the real, thing. I thought like, that was a fictional. It was, but, but I mean, welcome to corporate America. I mean, okay, you know, okay. they, they, I, I just, I, I thought I never did even think about no, that. I didn't, it, know, I didn't it, think the turbo man even made it. It was just a fictional. No, nah, he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't like a real, you know, uh, cartooner or whatever. It was just, you know, he was a character in the movie and then they sold the toy. You know, right. I understand that, but I thought it never, it never was on the right. market. I mean, that's, I mean, why not? <laughs> no, it was, but so it was really cool. And yeah. so I was looking at it the other day. And so the whole plot of that movie, if anybody's never seen Jingle All the Way, Arnold Schwarzenegger's a dad. His kid really wants his Turbo Man doll. He's waited until Christmas Eve. He has to go out and get it. So he, he's running all over New York or wherever it is, and he's going to every toy store trying to find it. And, like, the Turbo Man doll represents a quarterback in the NFL. Like, you've got to have one, right? Like, and I, I've never been there, but I imagine you have been, you know, at the 11th hour trying to get something for one of your kids for Christmas that maybe <laughs> not that may not <laughs> never happen to you, but may, maybe a friend of yours. 
Um, Never. <laughs> and so I imagine that would be a really stressful process because if you don't have that toy or whatever it is, whatever the gift or whatever, the kid's going to be upset. Your wife's going to be upset. And then you're going to have to deal with everyone being upset in your household in what is supposed to be a great and joyous moment. And so that's what the struggle that Arnold Schwarzenegger is dealing with. And if you don't get the Turbo Man doll, Cowboys, you're going to be like, and uh, the sidekick in that uh, movie is Booster, the little pink, you know, thing I'm talking yeah. about. Mm -hmm. You don't want Booster to be right. your franchise quarterback. You want Turbo Man. And I mean, I can't believe where this analogy has gone, but the reality is like Arnold Schwarzenegger at that point, like he's even paying like the black market toys, you know, to whatever. And he's paying everything he has to because he knows he needs that toy. He's willing to pay whatever. And in one weird sense, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets it more than Jerry Jones. You know what I mean? In that he, Arnold was willing to do whatever he, it took to get this doll. But, you know, the Cowboys are just kind of letting time go by and they're flirting with disaster here. So what was it? Was it PlayStation five or six this year? That was the, uh, big? it was five. It was five. Okay. Well, you couldn't get I one. Still, I still don't have one. Thanks. But for you could go. And it was, that wound. Well, yeah, but I'm just, if you really wanted to get one, you'd have to spend like twice as much as the yeah. Like on eBay and retail. stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so if you really want to look at it that way, if you really want something that bad, then you'll go out and pay more than retail. Yep. And you know, while it may not seem it's important to someone, they're going to wait and not pay retail. I mean, it's important to the other person because they got to have it. Okay. Right. To your point about you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was this, this, this dad in this movie that probably didn't spend, he didn't spend as much time with his son. That's another. So, so the point is, is that you're going to go out and buy something that brings more value to you, regardless of what other people think, whatever yeah. is going to make your, your, you know, your, your, your family life great, your, business right you're gonna go out and pay for that person because you really feel like they're the value to your 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 company and franchise or your family and i think that's a, a good analogy when you look at dallas because they don't have anyone else that can bring that type of value and have bring those type of valuable assets that they need and russell wilson would be the it would be the just the outlandish scenario for them to even think about and and to be able to sacrifice draft picks and everything, the deal with Dak is that I think Dak, if I'm Dak, I'm going to take a hard stand now. I mean, I've given him the opportunity. I, you know, I even put myself out there on the limb and, and gambled on myself and look what happened. And I, hopefully he comes back, I think they're saying in April, whatever that is. I don't know if he's going to be the same player, but he's probably going to be 100%, 75 80% his uh, his mobility, which to me is a, a lot more than some of these quarterbacks that right. play in the National Football League. But my point is that I'm going to play hardball. I'm like, okay, I want 30, $37 million is the, the franchise tag if you franchise me. Well, I'm going to stick to that if you're going to pay me that, but I'm going to average at least 37 to $40 million a year because you've already told me that's what I'm worth because you don't want to be willing to sign the extensive contract, but I'm going to sit on that number. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to force her hand. And if I get a sign of, uh, you know, a franchise tag, then guess what? I'm going to be a free agent. And then I'm going to get paid the next three or four years. So right. I think he's in a pretty good situation. I don't think I don't, I'm not one of these people that, that really feel sorry for Dak. I don't feel sorry for anyone that's going to make what he made <laughs> 33 million last year. And then 30, if he makes the France 37 million, I mean, shoot, man, I, I I think he's going to be okay. I've always said that. Dak's going no, to be okay. No, I I think the 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 point that everyone's coming from is 
you know, you got all these people that are like payback, payback, payback. And I think people want him to succeed, right? Like people want him to get paid because I think everyone wants to see everyone get paid, right? Like in a perfect world, everybody gets paid. But I think the other thing is Dak makes them better, right? So that's that's why people care so much. Um, but then you have the people that are like, okay, if he goes out and he plays, he signs a, an extension and he has a bad year. You know, people, oh, I told you that Dak wasn't the quarterback. So you always have those sides to it. So but I you don't know, think you're ever going to be right. You're always going to have the anti-DAC and you're going to have the DAC people. But the bottom line is that that's the market of the National Football League at that quarterback position. And people can't get over that. they they right. got to take their blinders off and realize that is the price that you pay a quarterback in a National Football League that is out, you know, moving off their rookie contract. No, I, I agree entirely. And. I, I think people will disagree with this, but that's fine. I, I can take it. I'm, I'm like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, the, the deals for Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, they look bad now, obviously. There's no question about it because they, they regressed as quarterbacks. Most would say they weren't that great when they got paid. Obviously, Carson had the one year. Um, but I still believe that the Rams and Eagles did the right thing mm-hmm. because they, they paid them as early as they could, and, and, and they paid them you know market rate. And had those quarterbacks developed properly, you know, and some of that is the Eagles coaching and, and the Rams, you know, and some of that is on Goss and it's on Wentz, whatever. But had those quarterbacks developed accordingly, those deals would look like bargains right yeah, now. Absolutely. And and so it was a it was a worthy and calculated mm-hmm. risk that they took. And you know what? They were both able to get out of it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like like they were both yeah, able to, to trade them. Yeah. And so this is not the same thing because the Cowboys have waited so long, but. I'm just terrified of what this Russell idea represents for them. You mentioned the PS5 thing, and I think that's an even better analogy because it, the, the price is going higher and higher and higher mm-hmm. because of the demand. And so people will say, well, it's not worth it. Well, it's fine if you think it's not worth it, but that's the rate. Like if you if you want it, that's what that's what eBay says you got to pay. Right. And what I'm worried about is in this situation, the kid or whoever wants it for Christmas has asked for a PS5. So you're the dad, Tony, you're on eBay. You're like, oh, this sucks. Like I'm going to have to pay, you know, 300% the, mar- the retail value, but my kid wants it. But the Cowboys are saying, well, my kid wants a PS5, um, but there's an Xbox over here that I can pay even more for, you know? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. the kid's not even asking for an Xbox. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're going to pay more money to give them something that they're not even asking for. But, you know, you think it's a better machine and, and that would be dumb. Um, and that's ironic, by the way, because I think one of Russell's partners is Microsoft, who makes <laughs> the Xbox. Uh, so nice, uh, nice corporate branding by me there. But yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody feels sorry for Dick. You're right. I mean, he made $31 million last year. If if this doesn't work out, he's going to make 38 approximately this year. And the Cowboys are going to lose him. And this, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, pe- people talk so, this other, other thing, How many? I mean, I don't know how many times in your life you've been asked about Jimmy and the breakup and everything. This is that. This is this is that in a different way because if you go down this path where you let him walk away, Dak might not have success somewhere else. But you're always going to wonder, you know, what would have happened if we had gotten it done? Would would there have been peace and love and harmony in, at the star? Would we have worked it out? Because I don't think you want to start over right now. I mean, and your team is not built to start over. And I, this is a really, really, really bad position for them to be in. Well, Romo retired what in 2015? Was it? It was, was after it? The, the well, he he 
barely played in 15. He came back for 16, and then he got okay. hurt in the preseason, and that was Dak's rookie year. So he officially retired in, in like this time in 2017. Well, his last really great year was 2014. I guess that's where Correct. I'm getting. And and so that seems so long ago. Then you look at this whole transformation of power in the quarterback with Dak Prescott. And then now we moved on, and here we are, 2021. We're talking about, okay, uh, I think something that comes up, which is a valid point, look at, and, and look at reference and the difference in contracts with Tony Romo, you look at his deal. I mean, that was an enormous deal when he played. I mean, when he signed his last deal, made over, I mean, it was close to 100 mil or guaranteed. I mean, I have to go back. And bottom line is that it's nothing that has anything that is compared. Bottom line, to, it was market rate. That's the bottom yeah, line. Right. Yeah. And then you look at 2021 and you look at, it, you know, Dak's salary for two years are going to be more than probably, I don't know, 60% of that. Con I'd have to go back. I don't have the numbers, but it's a, diff a big difference. And that's only been three or four years, four, five years at, at tops. So, I think it's a mentality of a lot of people because they associate with the quarterback position. And you fast forward this deal in 10 years. I mean, you think we're going to be paying quarterbacks 50 million a year or 45, whatever it escalates. I mean, I don't know if it's going to slow down, but the point is, is that someone always told me whenever I signed my contract, you know, decades and moons ago, that that was a lot of money. But then when you look at 20 years from that, it's going to be a lot more. And I'm like, really? It's going to be that much? And now look at these contracts now. It's, it's laughable to think about. Not, I mean, not laughable, but I mean, to, to think that, that it's not going to escalate. I mean, you'd be really, really just uh, naive to think that that wouldn't, be happen, wouldn't happen. And now you look at it, it's like all about the perspective of that number. And a to pay a quarterback $40 million, it's got to be a special dude and he's got to have Super Bowl titles and he's got to have all this resume, but the going right in it in the national football league quarterback. It is what it is. I hate to use that, but it is what it is as far as what these quarterbacks get paid. So I think we all just got to just get over that because it is just all about mentality about what we think the standard is of paying of a franchise quarterback. It's um, if you can't tell, it's exhausting, you know, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got the energy this, this morning, but I mean, there's a part of me that brings out, you know, I woke up kind of a, on the wrong side of the bed this morning. I have a propensity to do that. And so then I'm sorry, you know, I mean, I don't know what it was. You know how it is. You have your days. I mean, you're pretty much laid back guy. But so, I mean, it's it, when you start reading these things about the reason, the voice of reason or whatever that is, people just, they, they just got to calm down and understand that, that this is the whole process. They should be more pissed off about the process of the Cowboys not moving this along and where they are now, not at Dak Prescott. I don't, and I think that that's the sentimental probably uh, view you're getting now. This whole situation, if that right. makes sense. Well, and I think, I, I mean, yeah, and I, I, it's just it is astounding who could be on the team side at this point. You know what I mean? Um, Dak has proven his worth as an NFL quarterback. Um, he's proven his worth as the team's unquestioned leader. He has sacrificed himself for this team, obviously getting hurt last season. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, like we're not lawyers, but like sometimes like, you know, like you watch like a show, like a, a my wife and I have been rewatching suits lately. And sometimes you see like one of the cases, the lawyers handle, you're like, I could win that. You know what I mean? Like that's super easy. That's like a slam dunk. Like I, that wouldn't require that much skills at all. And no disrespect to Dak's uh, representation here, but like I feel like this would be a really easy thing to argue because on top of all of the things related to Dak, 
the team has set themselves an awful precedent here in that they paid the off the ball linebacker who has regressed. They paid the running back. They paid the two most inefficient positions in football. And I'm not trying to chastise Jalen or Zeke, but that's the reality of it. And so, I mean, again, if you, if Tony and RJ are arguing for Dak here, the argument is now, okay, so you don't have a problem paying the most inefficient people in your locker room in terms of the value they bring to your football team. What about the guy who brings the most value? Like right. why, why, why yeah. do you think that should be the person to take? You mentioned the DeMarcus Lawrence contract. I have zero issue with that contract. I know you've, you've gone, you know, you've had some thoughts on Dila, but my, like, even if tank doesn't totally work out, that's a position that you spend on because mm-hmm. that's an impact position right. and, and running back is not that Jalen is not that. And so Dak is that. And so again, they it, like to say they're painted into a corner is not even the right way to put it. They're painted into a corner on the floor and on the walls and on the ceiling. There's literally just like a tiny little crevice that they can sit in and, and just kind of sulk and, they're stuck. And, and instead of like being stuck and admitting, you know what? I made a mistake. Let's fix this together. They want a way out. And I really believe that Russell represents a way out for them, which is why I'm nervous. Well, I, I think if that's a scenario and you, if, if you go that route, I mean, I think, uh, first of all, I mean, I guess the question would be, are you better, better off with Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott? I mean, answer that question. I, I would say yes, because of what he's done and, He's an amazing quarterback. You take a, you look at the weaponry that he has, the wide receivers, and you know I don't know what this offensive line. Hopefully, it'll be healthy next year, and they have a good running back. So I think that he is a he is a proven proven commodity. But what you're you're going to have to give up for him? Um, I think there's a lot of things on the other side of the ball you got to address. But you're talking about giving up. They want three first round draft picks, or maybe a one, or maybe I'd give up maybe a one, a two, and maybe a three, and a, and then give them give them somebody you know a starter on their team maybe. But you know I think that's far away because I think that Chicago and I looked at Chicago the they have the tenth pick in the draft I believe right and the Cowboys have um, the tenth a tenth and okay right. so what do they have the twenty we're talking about the the Bears what I'm trying to they're think. a little bit further back say so yeah while twenty the, yeah the Cowboys are the tenth I'm, I'm sorry but anyway they're talking about drafting a quarterback and I'm thinking if I'm any if all those teams that I'm that I'm uh, that he's brought up as far as the teams he wants to be traded to whether it's true or not um, if I'm Chicago I'm going to be on the phone I'm going to be trying to work a deal for Russell Wilson because they haven't had a quarterback since. I guess Jim McMahon, 1985. I guess so. The 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 thing to me is that it makes more sense to a team like Chicago to do that because they haven't had a quarterback in so long. The the Mitchell Trubisky deal did not work out, and so you know you put you put uh, Russell Wilson uh, on that franchise. I think that you really have a lot more promise you do than what the Cowboys may have if that makes sense. And as far as giving it up and really making sense. And not getting a bunch of flack and what you're going to give up if you make that decision to go in that direction. Right. I agree. I, at first, I was kind of perplexed by Chicago being on the list. Um, but Russell is a big legacy guy. And you mentioned Jim McMahon. And no disrespect, um, but the Bears have 
kind of never had a quarterback. They've never had a quarterback throw for even 4,000 yards. Right. They've never had a quarterback throw for 30 touchdowns. Russell Russell could, like, the path to immortality is the shortest in mm-hmm. Chicago because they're so quarterback starved. Um, so, I don't know. That would be really interesting. You know, it would be a tremendous market for him, too. I mean, the Cowboys, to me, is a, if you're the quarterback, that's the, the best place to be as a franchise quarterback. But Chicago, oh, my gosh, we're talking Michael Jordan risk. Right. That's, I mean, that would be tremendous if you could turn that thing around. Yeah. And my dog has been pissed. I mean, he's, you know, his, the Bears are kind of his two team, you know, for <laughs> right. obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this would give him a different rooting interest. So that would mm-hmm. be cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, well, um, hopefully next week we're not just talking about Dak Prescott, but that's, that's like the thing. It's the most, it's not even like the elephant in the room. Like the room is the elephant. You know what I mean? Like we're, mm-hmm. we're just in the elephant at this point. Um, the, the well, they have six, shaped like an elephant. So today, so they have seven more days until the franchise officially starts March 9th. So I don't know what the over and under is that uh, I'm going to say that they don't have a deal done by that day. Yeah, you I think that's you a think, safe bet. Do you think at the deadline, the tag deadline, they have to put the tag on him? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't foresee that happening. I mean, it hasn't happened at this point. So oh, what's go get Turbo Man? Yeah, Turbo Man, or yeah, go ahead and spend some money. Yeah, and then and uh, and just just make him feel important. Like he, we can't live without that. Like you got to make the the and even take another step further. Don't ever forget to don't ever wait to the last moment to shop for your wife because you'll right. never get the end of that, and that's something you never do. So you will. That will cost you a lot of money. Exactly, I, RJ. That's the best advice I could give to you. You're going on what a year anniversary? What? When we're, you're in? We're, our, actually, our anniversary is the ninth. So lots going on on the ninth. So uh, that's my now, words of advice to give you. And I'm <laughs> sure your dad gives you the same advice. Don't ever wait to the last minute, especially on your anniversary, to go shopping. That's right. Uh, wise words from Tony Casillas. Uh, well, we'll see what happens with Dak. We'll see how pissed off we are next week. Um, everybody have a good one. This was the 750.